Racism is, by one definition, a belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. History is replete with societies and cultures signing on to such thinking. Hitler was obsessed with racial purity and the superiority of the Germanic or Aryan master race and sought to exterminate those who were not blonde, blue-eyed, and tall. In contrast, Martin Luther King Jr. dreamed of a colorblind society, I look to a day when people will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. President Joe Biden praised MLK as one his, only two political heroes, the other being Robert F. Kennedy. Rather than praising MLK, Vice President Kamala Harris plagiarized a story shared by MLK, in keeping with the long history of plagiarism by her boss. Yet these two are presiding over and encouraging the exact opposite of MLK's dream, where people are now judged solely by the color of their skin, or gender, rather than the content of their character. Here are several recent examples. Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, one of America's most prominent teaching hospitals, plans on offering preferential care based on race, and race-explicit interventions, as part of its new anti-racist agenda for medicine. Such a program uses a reparations framework to allocate medical resources. Reparations means that those who were never slaveholders are paying money to those who were never slaves, over injustices a century and a half ago, committed by people who may have no connection to the current reparations participants. In other words, using racism to combat racism. How ironic that the vision of the Mass General Brigham Health System is dedication to delivering medical care that is, among other things, equitable. Nothing promotes equity like a racist concept of preferential care based on race. Princeton University, an elite institution of higher learning, comparable in prestige to the Brigham in the hospital world, offered admission to about 1,500 applicants to its class of 2025, according to Powerline blog. Only 28% were white Americans, compared to 68% who identified as persons of color. This is less than half of the 61% figure of white students enrolled in U.S. public schools. So much for a class of students that looks like America. Last year, Princeton University President Christopher Eisgruber all but admitted that his school was racist, that racist assumptions from the past remain embedded in structures of the university itself. Now Princeton has embraced a new form of racism to fix their past racism. This admission that Princeton is a racist institution prompted then-President Trump's Department of Education to open an investigation into Princeton for violating the Civil Rights Act, which will undoubtedly go nowhere under the Biden administration. Once again, Princeton is an example of a woke institution embracing racism to fix racism. United Airlines, joining the trio of woke airlines, is not protesting Georgia election law, but their own hiring practices. Aside from wanting to fly the friendly skies, United passengers want competent pilots, those who can safely land a plane when one of two engines explodes as occurred recently on a flight out of Denver. Our Captain Sully's emergency landing on the Hudson River. United's new woke goal states, our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. Contrast this to Princeton University, which doesn't want their student body to reflect the American population. Why not simply reflect the best suited for the cockpit or classroom? United has its own plan to fix racism, structural, institutional, or whatever, that's why we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. United passengers will be comforted knowing that the pilots they are entrusting their lives to were selected based in gender or skin color, rather than competence. 
As Tucker Carlson observed, safety is no longer that airline's top concern, identity politics is. Tucker went on, the way people look is totally irrelevant. How they perform is all you should care about. Once you forget that, airplanes tend to crash. Hiring on the basis of irrelevant criteria will, over time, get people killed, and it will. Most airline passengers never see the pilots, safely ensconced behind an armor-plated cockpit door, and likely don't care what the pilots look like, only wanting confidence that their life is in capable hands. Much as how a patient might view their surgeon. United can be proud of their wokeness, prioritizing race and gender over qualifications and competence, fighting racism by being racist. From, get woke, go broke, to, get woke and you might croak. Whether at the hands of a pilot chosen based on skin color or a hospital allocating life-saving medical care based on ethnicity. Those who scream the loudest about racism and sexism often are the guiltiest. CNN anchor Brooke Baldwin is leaving the woke network, citing, grievances with lack of women in key roles at liberal network. CNN's parent company, AT&T, has a predominantly white and male board of directors. CNN boss Jeff Zucker is another old white guy. Why isn't CNN practicing what they preach? If diversity is such a good thing at Princeton or United, how about professional sports? 59% of NFL players are black, compared to only 13% of the U.S. population. And no women play in the NFL. If professional sports leagues are to be sufficiently woke, reflecting the diversity of America, then half of all players should be women, and only 13% black, 18% Hispanic, 6% Asian, and so on. Why are woke news networks, Ivy League universities, and professional sports leagues not practicing the diversity that they preach? Major League Baseball thinks the new Georgia voting laws are racist. They should look in the mirror at their owners, managers, and players and see how they compare to American diversity and admit their own racism and sexism. Perhaps following Martin Luther King Jr.'s admonition for a colorblind society would be the best way forward. Whether in the halls of academia, on the athletic field, in the airplane cockpit, or on corporate boards, how about hiring the most qualified, the most competent, rather than playing identity politics? Virtue signaling opposition to racism by practicing racist hiring practices, is itself racist and does nothing to solve the purported problem, instead only making it worse. Do they not understand, or is this deliberate, using identity politics to destroy America from within, part of the Great Reset?